Discover how Dr. Joni Collins, a healthcare tranquilizer, is revolutionizing the industry with groundbreaking regenerative medicine, authentic human connections, and visionary entrepreneurial strategies that will inspire you to transform your own healthcare business as well as your authentic life. Welcome to Provider's Edge, the podcast that helps healthcare entrepreneurs and executives like you break down barriers and control your business, your life, and your future. With me, your host Sabrina Rumbach, a recovered clinician and a business deal catalyst. Let's rewrite the rules and create a positive social impact while increasing your profitability. Hi everyone! Welcome, welcome. This is your host Sabrina. Today we are excited to feature another PA-owned practices, Dr. Joni、uh, Collins, and she has a variety of background in different subspecialties. And I can't wait for her to share with you guys、uh, what she has been able to accomplish, all the amazing things that she has even trademarked for. Hi, Joni. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? Good, and、uh, thank you for being here with us. So I know I can never do the best justice when I introduce my speakers. So I would love for you to share with us a little bit about、uh, what has、uh, been for you to be on the journey of medicine and uh, how uh, how to take all the winding roads and get you to this point right now. Goodness, thank you so much for having me here today. So my name is Dr. Joni Collins. I am a doctor of osteopathic medical science and a physician assistant or physician associate, as we now call ourselves.、Um, also a certified aesthetic consultant, and I've been in practice over the past 17 years. And my journey has somewhat pivoted, just as a lot of us had to in the pandemic. So I have background all the way from neonatology, NICU, to interventional cardiology,、um, internal medicine. I actually worked in reproductive endocrinology, trauma, facial plastics, head and neck surgery. And in 2015, I was Picked up by some investors,、um, started an aesthetic center, and、uh, present day currently have my own aesthetic center and training center. And I specialize in regenerative aesthetic medicine and precision medicine. That's amazing. I think、uh, the new current trend has been into regenerative medicine. People are not just looking to heal a problem and disease, but how can we prolong and live in a better way as we go into our older age? And then nowadays, we know being. Older is not a really an issue. It's progression of life. Yet that should not be seen as、uh, something we can not do anything about. So I love that you have a focus on this area. So what brought the passion for you to focus on this particular、uh, subspecialty? So I have children. I have beautiful twin daughters that are thirteen, and、um, you know, being a mother on bed rest、uh, for eight months. And just you know, seeing the interaction and what how important it is the personal touch and just the whole full circle that the body is completely connected. And more than anything, not only treating and diagnosing, but preventing and curing. Right. So、um, in the United States, we do a lot of diagnosing and and treating,、um, and a lot of side effect treatment. Right. But our goal in regenerative medicine is to see the body as a whole and even take it a step further with precision medicine and take your own you know medical history as well as. Studies genetic history、um, and give you the best option for the best, you know, prolonged or you know, most extensive, awesome life you can have,、um, living it to the fullest in a healthy manner. Exactly, and、uh, 
how many patients do you typically care for in a day nowadays compared to some other specialty that you have worked There's, in? <laughs> I'm really spoiled. So back in the day, I would say I had to see about 50 people in the hospital when I did cardiology. And I'm very thorough, so that was very difficult. I also probably could talk to a tomato. <laughs> so uh, getting me to be quiet is a little interesting. Uh, but, you know, I would say today I see about six people a day, six to seven. I get to spend about an hour with each patient. So that's huge. Right. It's almost unheard of for us to be able to spend a whole hour with any patient right. uh, in a traditional medicine model and to be able to spend extensive amount of time. I know also your appointments are procedure based. Mm -hmm. So um, have you seen on a daily basis, the changes also as you are running a practice as well as teaching others to create their own practice in aesthetics and regenerative medicine. How has that been shifting um, both mentally or uh, really seeing how your time are divided? I'm just so much more fulfilled. Um, at the end of the day, we always say educate, empower, serve. And, you know, my name for my business is 1228 and it's about using your skill set to serve others. And so to me, I used to feel so rushed and stressed because I would be concerned about the patient and did I do this or this? And I know I did it to the best of my ability, but I'd always question because of timeline. So what's really neat about this is it's a spiritual journey with the patient. And um, we're not only treating physically, but mentally and spiritually. So we get to know the patients, their family, their children, their significant other, their dogs, cats, and I even encourage them to bring them with them. So we address, you know, again, the full picture. And in saying that I sleep better at night, knowing that I had this quality time with the person, I really get to know them. And the procedure time actually has shortened because they're more comfortable. So when the patient is more comfortable, I know them better. They trust me as their advocate, right? And in the procedure, I'm not having to, to change things up as much because they're so comfortable that it's easier for me to do what I do best, right? Yeah, exactly. It's all about human connection at the end of the day, how we constantly building rapport with our patient and their family and engaging that part. Um, with that being said, how has it been um, now you are not just a clinician, not just with a big hospital group or a private group seeing patients, but now you're wearing the hat of a business owner? So as a business owner, I, what I love about being a business owner is that I've learned through my failures and I've learned through my success and being able to, to pass that on to create a legacy. It's huge, right? So last year, I was able to teach 68 women who started their own business. So to me, the biggest gift as an entrepreneur is, is learning that skill set, what it takes to run a business, understanding the profit, the loss, you know, getting your cost of goods down so the patients can actually have, you know, not as extensive as a procedure, but also have an excellent outcome and being able to teach that to other providers. I will say, you know, people don't go into medicine because they don't like people. <laughs> you know, all providers, we, we love people, right? And so at the end of the day, you know, Medical providers, we want we want the best for our patients. We care about them genuinely, and so to be able to to pass that along of caring for providers that you know who knows one day could take care of me or my family or friends, it's important. And so um, I, I'm very thankful for failures because I can teach it to others. But I'm thankful for success too because it, it's the passion of the drive, right? Right. And at the end of the day, when people become entrepreneurs, we really have to think about it's not just creating a business for ourselves and um, with the flexibility that we control, but it's about creating jobs for others is uh, be able to share the knowledge with others. And that's one reason we're here now is to have this show to highlight the ones who has uh, achieved a level of success. And then we can collaborate uh, with each other, sharing those amazing knowledges and teach it 
for each other. And that's how medicine stop being silos, but collaboratively be able to create that strong networking system. Dr. Joni emphasizes the value of learning from success and failures as a medical entrepreneur. Through her experiences, she has been able to create a long-lasting legacy by teaching 68 women to start their own businesses. She also highlights the importance of understanding the business aspect of running a medical practice, such as profit and loss, and how this knowledge can lead to better patient outcomes. Her genuine care for patients drive her passion for teaching others in the medical field. Entrepreneurship definitely goes beyond creating a business for yourself. It's about sharing knowledge and creating jobs for others. So what do you think is more important when you switch the hat as a business owner, as a leader, and as an educator teaching other people? What are some things you want people to know and definitely not see them as uh, perhaps narrow roadblocks that you have gone through that you're hoping people won't get into the same spiral? Oh my gosh. So I think as providers, as PAs, you know, we're always saying we you know, we want to be have autonomy, but in the same time, it takes time and it takes cost of goods and money, right? To be able to have your own business. And so I can remember apologizing sincerely after I started my business to one of the plastic surgeons I worked with in Florida because I had thought I was making all this money for the practice. And I was like, yeah, I'm seeing these many people and I'm getting, you know, these many patients were so happy. Things are great. And, you know, when you look at the return on certain items, I was not making anything for the practice. She was kind enough just to have me there. <laughs> so what I try to get providers to know is it's, you know, money's an exchange of energy. And my goal at the end of the day is not money, it's to pay my bills, to take care of my family and my, and my patients. But it, it takes capital, right? To be able to, to provide. And so what I like teaching providers is not to take anything for granted that they have at their current, you know, position or what they're going to be offering. And, um, you know, it's, it's a blessing to, to be able to be an entrepreneur. It's, I mean, the golly. Yeah. I, I think that's a great point is that when we are just an employee, it doesn't matter if you're chief of the department, as long as you're part of the bigger organization, if you're not understanding the back end of how admin works, client acquisition, um, yeah. accounting, and then training, retention, and also how do you want to make sure that you keep your patient happy so they continue to come back to you? Or at the same time, even you keep them happy, perhaps they just don't remember to come back. We also seen that in multiple different specialty that perhaps people should be coming back to you once a year for that checkup, but life also get in the way. So how do you keep everything smooth and moving? That's a lot more than having patients already yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, on your schedule and then you're seeing them, right? And I think traditionally always see is this is the type of work I'm doing. I do a good job of it. And then I left. But when you're a business owner, a leader (laughs) who are truly actually need to lead, we have many different things we need to think about. And then you brought up a great point, capital. We do need money. If we have no cash flow, nothing works. Right. And there's ways to tweak that, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not... Yes, money helps, right? I'm not money motivated. And that's where I would say as an entrepreneur, it takes someone who genuinely loves what they do. 
because if you don't love what you do, you cannot fake it. <laughs> it. There's eventually a burnout, right? And so I would say if someone is interested in aesthetics and regenerative medicine, that's where that passion comes in. And it doesn't feel like work. I love what I do almost to a fault where my kids say, mom, come on, let's go. And I'll say, just one more minute. You know, I'm researching all the time or, you know, besides the accounting and the marketing, you know, really can just be marketing yourself when you love what you do. And, and I'll be honest and saying humbly, I don't really have to remind people to come back because they want to. So that's a huge blessing in, in the business that I have. Right. And that tie into what you mentioned, you brand yourself at the end of the day, as providers, as a business owner, we have to also stand out there as a personal brand. It's not just the name that you have built for your practice, for your community. Yes, there's always a purpose in that mission that you're driving in a vision that you have created, but that also needs to align with you personally and how you present yourself, um, both in front of patients and virtually. And uh, speaking on podcast shows uh, and stages uh, anywhere, and perhaps it's LinkedIn, it's uh, wherever your patients are hanging out with or people who are your uh, other subspecialties that you wanted to collaborate with. We all have to present ourselves in the uh, best light possible. And be comfortable with yourself, right? To be true to your authentic self. Because at the end of the day, if you're not who you are, then who are you, right? I mean, that would be exhausting. Exactly. And that's how we have to all show up. It's not just like, oh, I wrote this mission statement. (laughs) People agree upon it. And then we understand our purpose. Let's go for it. If there's not a deeper connection to those meaning, then it's pointless to even have it out there. Um, So of course, that also come back to we don't work by ourselves, and there uh, when you are growing practices, doesn't matter if you are the only provider or you have multiple provider that you're supporting in your practice. There always need to be in a team base, which means we can't do things by ourselves a lot. So, how big is your team nowadays? For everyone, consider um, the uh, the billing, the marketing, the backend, everything together. How big is your team now? So, before I bring someone on, I always think of you know if there was another shutdown, am I going to be able to provide for this person? Because it's in a, you know it's again that exchange of energy, but also this person becomes you know, into the family of, of my practice, right? And the brand being, is, who's this authentic person? Are they authentic to themselves? What are they on and off? You know, and they check in, check out. Um, and so I have several people surrounding me doing things that I am not good at doing. And so I've learned I can't do everything. Burnout would be huge, but I have several different players. So I'd say about seven people help me um, with, with different things. They're not all full time. I have a lot of 1099 because they bring their own things and they come help, right? Um, but most definitely... Um, I, I have to work on too letting go and trusting. So that was a big fight for me at the beginning was learning to let go and trust. Um, but when you have that team, oh my goodness, it's a massive difference, right? Sleep better at night and, and know that um, it takes a village. It really does. Dr. Collins emphasized the importance of having a team of people to support you in your business. Recognizing that you can't do everything by yourself She has learned to let go and trust others. Building a team of about seven individuals with different strengths and skill sets. But delegating tasks and trusting in her team, she has seen a significant difference in the success of her practice, realizing that it truly takes a village to achieve great things. 
The lesson learned here is that entrepreneurs must learn to let go and trust others, building a team that can support and complement their strength. Don't miss out an episode. Subscribe to our podcast today on your favorite podcast platform to get the latest insights and actionable tips from our expert guests. Together, we'll rewrite the rules for your business and create a positive social impact in the healthcare industry. All right, let's get back to the rest of our show. So I'd say about seven, and I could go in detail, but I don't want to bore you to death. <laughs> but I'm very thankful for everyone. I couldn't do this without without help, right? It takes a village. Right. And that's one thing I always talk about, uh, even one of my signature talk on um, what are the five things we have to consider when we attract these A players to our team. And it's the same concept when we're thinking about collaborative engagement and how do you attract that A player that creates a win-win situation that they're all synergistically supporting each other because you're right, Dr. Joni, not everyone is able to play together, right? Mm -hmm. And then perhaps in their genius zone in that one area is not ours. Great, that's a great relationship. But that person also has to interact with the rest of the team. So just because people look good on their CV (laughs) doesn't doesn't mean they really fit the culture that you have, the personalities of your team, and really internal drive also has to be aligned. So there are multiple different things when we're thinking about hiring someone or even retaining that person once they're onboarded, especially the new movement nowadays is silent resignation. People can (laughs) not show up to your interview or- Right. <laughs> yeah. And they have worked for some time and they just don't show up for work. So for some of us who are like, how is that even okay? That just simply disrespect for uh, respect. So it goes back to respecting yourself and, and others respecting others. Like, you know, so when it, when someone comes in and they're looking for a position to me, it's how much do they respect themselves and how much do they respect others? Because to me, we're all on an even playing field. Yes, at the end of the day, I have to make the decision. But again, to me, everyone is treated, you know, exactly the same. Um, whether you're the person that's helping clean up the, the office or if you're the person helping, you know, hand me the threads, it's it's important. Follow-up calls, to me, it's kindness that is important and just that consistency. And so that even goes back to your program where you do the coaching for people. It's a lot of psychology goes behind it because if the person's not comfortable with themselves, it's going to be very difficult. Exactly. Just like that person who's answering calls or following up with the patient, if they don't have the proper training on active listening, using the power of question to bring out the uh, the concern of the patient, and if they're just being talked to, no one will have a good experience. And we have to also notice our tonality. People have the lower range, the middle yeah. range, and the higher range. And some people don't even know where they always sit. And if you're not right. really talking and empower your middle range and your vocal variety is not really there, and people might <laughs> think you are, um, don't care because you're talking in a monotone right. or you talk a really high pitch and they think like, are you so young? Are, do you, are you so knowledgeable? All those things we have to consider. And it's funny you say that, as you say it, I'm thinking, I'm pretty confident in myself. However, I may have a high-pitched voice when I'm really excited. (laughs) I'm spot on today, kidding. But you're absolutely right. I mean, just that authenticity, right? And I would say to me, I'm not looking for a specific voice, but you would be in your your industry. To me, I'm just looking for someone that works hard consistently, who's kind and and, and wanting to serve others. And not afraid. The biggest thing I would say, and this goes with entrepreneurs and it goes with people that you're working with in, in an office environment, 
they have to be able to say that they've made a mistake or they don't know. Because when you don't agree to say, hey, I have no idea, but could you help me? Or you don't fess up saying, hey, I made a mistake. I need, I need some help with this. How can anyone help you? Or how can you help yourself, right? It's 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 huge. That's how people get hurt. And so even in teaching, I that's the one of the first things I teach about uh, practicing medicine, being an entrepreneur, is you've got to even be honest with yourself to say, hey, maybe I'm not doing this the best way. This may not be my wheelhouse. Let me get some other people to help. Exactly. So spot on. So I know we are all loving to be the best at what we do and then growing in many different areas. So in um, every stage, perhaps, of our life, but what are you currently um, working on or hoping to up-level right now? I'm really excited because um, in 2018, the FDA um, had tried to have a lawsuit against a company called Cell Surgical Network in California. And under the direction of Dr. Mark Berman, who's brilliant in stem cell research, traumatic brain, and um, and research for arthritis and, and regenerative you know conditions. And um, as of the summer, um, the ruling was overturned. And so I will be practicing more of stem cell therapy, autologous, meaning from yourself, from your fat, um, where we take that, we can harvest it, we can actually purify it through a system, um, and you get to use your own healing factors within to heal yourself. And we can replicate it as well in, in the lab um, and then freeze it to keep on, on kind of like a back order, right? Um, Sean Berman is brilliant. He's out of California with the Cell Search Network. It's um, Mark Berman, Dr. Mark Berman who passed away. Um, it's his son. And so I'm ecstatic. I feel like I won an award, like not a word, like the best gift ever besides, you know, my kids and my significant other is that being able to help others truly from regenerative state. And that's what I was saying, you know, not only just diagnosing and treating, but preventing and curing, like who thought, right? So there's over 12,000 patients over, you know, 200 publications, I studies of this, and um, I'm excited to see people's lives change completely. Awesome. Amazing. So one of your major up-leveling is in your career side. Um, any other area of your life that you uh, wanted to focus on? Oh gosh, my children always, right? I think as mothers, we're always wondering if we're, we're doing all we can for our children. Um, you know, 13-year-old girls don't run when you say it, right? <laughs> but they're actually amazing girls. One rides horses, the other does dancing and musical theater. So being more present, Right. And learning that um, when I leave the office, being there for my patients is also being present in the moment. And so I'm trying to level up to be have that vision of work, but have that vision of legacy in my children, but yet being in the moment, but not stuck in the moment, which is hard. So that's my my personal goal right now is to work on that one. Yeah, I think that's also amazing that tie into what you mentioned earlier. Sometimes you got so excited uh, about the research that you're doing and you kids have to say like, mom, let's go. And then to be able to balance and then shift right. between what is uh, in the moment, how what does that mean to be present and then how to block the right amount of time for each of the things that you're passionate about in life, in career, in spirituality and in all those amazing things that you're doing. Uh, I think uh, we can all at the end of the day uh, reassess on that. <laughs> <laughs> always a work in progress, right? <laughs> always. Yes, always. And then at, at the end of the day, our own success picture, how do we think that is, is different from person to person. And mm-hmm. that's okay. We just have to be very clear what that means and then really be honest and be strong when we are trying to achieve these goals that we are having. And I would say that's something we always say big. What's your big goal for the day? So what's your belief? What's your intention? And what's your goal? And so I try to have the mindset each morning of what's my big plan for the day? What am I believing in? What's my intention? What's that goal for the day? So it it, it kind of, you know, it makes a little microcosm of, of, of your world and it, it makes it a little more doable. 
Exactly. Perfect. And that's one thing that I always talk to my clients. Um, you guys are already leaders in your field, but how do you do it into the next level? It's about uh, saying more no's to the opportunities that right. are distractions. And perhaps at the moment, it doesn't seem like it, but how do we uh, be able to do that? Reduce decision fatigue is what you're uh, similar to what you're saying. What is that top three priorities? And perhaps yeah. it's now about uh, achieving all of them, but it's to at least give you some kind of guidance that anything else coming into your way, it's an easy no without you have to internally debate about it. Um, then some Stop trusting your gut comes in and prayer. Right. For me, that's prayer. So if I don't know the answer, instead of where I used to just say yes or no, I'll say, let me get back to you. I need to check through some things. And sometimes that checking is with God, <laughs> you know, and just having discernment to trust that. So I'm thankful we can do that. I have the freedom to do so. Perfect. And I thank you so much for joining us uh, to highlight your work. How can people find you? Oh, they can find me on my website. It's 1228wellness.com or at 1228wellness. It's spelled out T-W-E-N-T-Y um, 28. You know, not the number. I had to be a little longer and consistent that way. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, but they can find me that way on Instagram, um, on Facebook, as well as um, LinkedIn. Perfect. Reach out to Dr. Joni Collins uh, if you wanted to both uh, explore the area of aesthetics, the regenerative medicine to perhaps add that to your practice, build a completely, or just to collaborate with her if you already have uh, that practice to continue to grow and scale. And at the end of the day, we know scaling means having the same consistent resources, be able to grow into the next level versus growth means being able to add the right people, right resources, right talent uh, to get to another high level in your life. In today's episode, we discuss regenerative medicine, patient connection, healthcare entrepreneurship, collaboration in medicine, authenticity, and building your dream team. If you listen all the way through this episode, that might be an indication that you are passionate about holistic approach to healthcare, personal growth, as well as commitment to making a long impact in your industry. Here are the quick summary of the eight major points we discussed. Number one, aesthetic medicine and precision medicine. Dr. Collins champions regenerative medicine for its potential to not only treat and diagnose conditions, but also prevent and cure them. This holistic approach emphasizes the interconnectedness of the body and the importance of addressing the root causes of health issues. Number two, building a strong patient connection. Dr. Collins spends more time with her patients, fostering trust and rapport, which leads to better patient outcomes. This genuine human connection enhances patient satisfaction and overall well-being, making a true differences in their lives. Number three, the role of business owner in healthcare. Entrepreneurship in healthcare comes with challenges but it also allows healthcare providers to create lasting legacy. By teaching and mentoring others, medical business owners can inspire the next generations of healthcare leaders. Number four, collaboration in medicine. Breaking down silos in the medical field is crucial for fostering innovations and improving patient outcomes. 
collaboration and networking among professionals encourage the exchange of knowledge and ideas, leading to advancements in treatment options and overall care quality. Number five, advice for aspiring medical entrepreneurs. Understanding finances is essential for medical entrepreneurs. While passion and love for the work drive commitment and perseverance. A strong financial foundation and genuine love for the profession paves the way for long-lasting success in the industry. Number six, the importance of authenticity. Successful entrepreneurs embrace their authentic selves, staying true to their value and purpose. A deeper connection to one's mission and values is crucial for staying motivated and committed to goals. Number seven, building your dream team. Hiring for culture fit is vital when assembling a dream team, ensuring a harmonized work environment. Transparency and open communication foster a culture of continuous learning, growth, and mutual respect, setting the stage for success. Number eight, up-leveling your career and life. Pursuing one's passion unlocks unprecedented level of achievement and fulfillment. Striking the perfect balance between professional and personal life setting goals and priorities, and maintaining a clear vision each day all contribute to long-term success. Thank you for tuning in to Provider's Edge. We hope you found our latest episode insightful and valuable for your healthcare business. We would love to hear your feedback on the show and connect with you on LinkedIn. As a token of our appreciation, we offer a unique opportunity. Write a recommendation about our show on LinkedIn under Sabrina Rombach's profile, and we will give you a free media feature on one of our podcasts or TV show. During this exclusive interview, you'll have the chance to ask any questions and gain visibility and credibility with influential partners to accelerate your mission and profitability. So don't hesitate. Connect with Sabrina on LinkedIn, leave a recommendation about our show, and help us tailor our content while seizing this fantastic opportunity to elevate your healthcare business. We can't wait to hear from you.